Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Springer. Oh, thank you. Uh, for those who are viewing this on uh, the Facebook on Facebook Live, yeah, um, I, I need to apologize for my haircut. You got a short haircut. I got a short haircut. <laughs> you didn't even notice. Didn't notice huh? Wow, Gene, you call yourself a friend. First yeah. thing I said to him. First thing I this said. This is to as him. short as it has been since the army. <laughs> was that Jerry? Was and that my voice me? went higher too. <laughs> <laughs> was that a mistake? I mean, was that a haircut that... Uh, tell, I paid for this. it. I paid did somebody it. cut it? I said it? I needed shorter, and then I'm reading uh, the, the, the paper, and uh, and then I look up when it was done. This was a new person. Oh. Uh, it's well, tough let me, to find the right hair people. Can I ask something about that? Because it's, it, it is interesting. It is, is interesting. It? The topic, hair, is that interesting? It's not interesting. Yeah. <laughs> the topic I get as the executive producer, the most executive emails about... <laughs> Are asked the lifeguard, and I yes. have said that, and yeah. we've had him on yeah. two or thousands three times. upon thousands. It is well in the course of a week, not right. in a day, but in the course of a week, thousands. <laughs> the second most uh, popular email topic is who cuts your hair, your haircut, and people wonder, do you have a stylist? Can you just make this up as you go along. No, like <laughs> I hope you have because if you prepared this, it's horrible. <laughs> Yeah, I we get the we just, get the run front down from Gina. Just yeah. says keep it fresh. There's no so information. Here's, <laughs> so here's what here's what America wonders: Do you have a set stylus? And there's a corollary to that: Is that stylus at the show? In other words, when yes. you go to the show each week, which you do on Mondays, yes. do you sit down with a stylus who then trims your hair? Question. Uh, no, but they comb it. Or whatever. So, so you who, go and get your hair cut. Yeah, like cut. A, like, I do like on my normal. own. Wow. Oh, you serious? Go in there, but I'll be. I will say because you know the guests are in there, and then I come in there. We use a different brush for me. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> Megan, do you know the show? term? <laughs> Megan, do you know the term? I'm just saying because I don't Jerry, know. I well. <laughs> I, do you know the term, so Megan, cooties? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. He wonders if there are cooties in I the I think brush. of all the people in the world there, that need not be concerned with cooties, it's Mr. Springer. All right. There I think. are times when they do say to me, I'm not saying anyone in particular, but there are times before a show where they'll say, don't hug these guests. Oh, oh my gosh. No, because, like bed bugs well, or something. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, seriously, yeah. they have you it. Don't. You don't want to yeah. spread it around. Oh, oh my gosh. God! This is oh, great. Fine, <laughs> we but have that on tape, don't yep. we? Yep, got we it. <laughs> Thank and, you. And hey. frankly, I'm a hugger. I know you're frankly, a hugger. Frankly, I'm a hugger. <laughs> and so I defy it, and I say I don't care. I'm gonna hug you anyway, cooties and all. <laughs> How did we get into this? No, we'll get off of this in one second. <laughs> yeah, let's. But but we'll get off in one. Can second. Can we start the show over? Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you all on your own, without your people, you go to a, a stylist or a barber or whatever yeah. and get your hair cut. A regular person. Yeah, my people drive me I was over. say, he doesn't drive how, there. <laughs> how often do you do that? Do you do that every two weeks, every month? Every three weeks. I every three say. weeks, okay. Wow. And a new person cut it, and they, they really whacked it, because we can see now that you bring attention to it, they whacked it. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And it's, it's, you know, and that's all I have at this age is my <laughs> long hair. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, he get all these young, handsome guys, but at least I could say I got you a got hair. You hair. got your hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I do now is I'm letting my eyebrows grow long and just comb straight back. <laughs> that covers a lot. Boom. Hey, uh, speaking of yeah. Facebook no. Live, Yes. A lot of people watch us on Facebook. Why we not anymore? A lot of people watched <laughs> past tense. We know the numbers, and yeah. we want to uh, like to kind of communicate with those people right here. Yeah. Hey, send a shout out to us. Just say <laughs> we'll, somebody from wherever, and then we'll we'll have a little chat with you here. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy Pruce is gonna he's over there writing down a name or two, so we yeah. know. But they uh, all want to talk to Megan. No one wants to talk to us. <laughs> nah, well, yeah. What is so, this? So, okay. Danny White. Oh my from God, Mexico. Danny. Hi, That's Danny. Danny White from Mexico. Hold yeah. on. Let's talk about Danny. Danny, how you doing? This is Danny White, former chair of the oh. Ohio Democratic Party. Oh my God, Danny. Hi. Hey, Danny. God bless you. <laughs> how you doing? Hey, Danny, look, I got my Harley jacket on tonight. Yeah, check that out. Danny's really, so, that really yeah, is. Yeah, really is. Well, yeah, and hey, this is not a setup. Uh, no, it's Danny legit. White, yeah, happens to be a Facebook friend. He of was the chairman show. of the Ohio Democratic Party yeah. back in, in the first decade of, of this century. Yeah. Oh, he he's the one that was responsible for me being Democrat of the year. That's right. Huh. God Actually. bless him. And that's why he's no longer chairman of the no. party. <laughs> And he had to go to and Mexico. He's in Mexico. How did you get? A, how did you get over the wall? <laughs> I didn't know he could climb. Uh, it's great to hear from Danny White because he lives in. I know Danny. from Facebook contact yeah. that he lives in. I believe it's Mazatlan in Mexico. Oh, beautiful! Fantastic place on the beach. And one time, Danny White and I and another guy rode motorcycles because he's a Harley rider. Yeah. I've sold mine, but I've had a number of them. And we went to the Outer Banks. Oh and, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's just a great guy, and he's living down there. And well, thanks so, for watching us, Denny. Uh, all right, so here's one other thing: Casey Campbell's wedding. Woohoo! And that was a party. Casey Campbell <laughs> is our music coordinator and our close friend. Went to Cuba with us. He's our folk singer. We took to Cuba as we met with four or five Cuban folk singers, and uh, he's Casey and Jessica talent. Tate got married. He's yeah, the he's one talented. talented on our show. He is. He is talented. Yeah. I mean, he's the only one with any it's authentic talent. talent. <laughs> I mean, we're nice. Well, we're nice Pleasant people. people. And you're yeah. rich. And yeah. you're rich. Yeah. I'm not even that. You know? <laughs> you know? What did so you bring you, to the table, <laughs> bring nothing. Exactly. We were all nothing. invited to the wedding, and you guys uh, got to go. Yeah, yeah. your schedule, yeah. you couldn't. And uh, I couldn't, but... We uh, had a blast. It was a great yeah. wedding. Did you, uh, and I, I just gave him the present. Yeah. yeah. Uh, How much did your present cost? Well, what did you give him? Well, I gave dough, dough money. You gave you, money? You gave what him. What is this, a bar mitzvah? You gave him a basket of fruit. You gave, <laughs> I saw it, a basket of fruit. No. Dear no. God. It was great. It was a great it was, wedding. Really, it was beautiful. It was outside at a farm at Justice Park. It was really beautiful. Yeah. Very, very, very cool. Good. And uh, a lot of good music. What, and, yeah, uh, Crystal Peterson. What would you, what would you expect? You know, they're all a bunch of. He's been married uh, for roots, two weeks uh, now. I know. Artists. Well, yeah. This and is, you can see the lines in his face. He's gray. He came back. He came back yeah. from his honeymoon. Yeah. He's got gray. I said, very How cool. you doing? He says, I got a check. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, he married a great, great No, Jessica is amazing. Amazing. Yeah. He way, he married way over his head. What do we say over his coverage? <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys know, but at the time we're recording this, except for the people watching live on Facebook, yesterday was Halloween. Sure was. And uh, we all have loved ones. I have yes. some kids and some grandkids, and so my grandkids are the kids of my son. Yeah. 
I have another daughter in Florida, but this was my son, Mitch. So we did the whole trick-or-treating thing with them. You did it with your With my nieces and with Frank's daughter and and, and her friends. And Frank is your boyfriend. Yeah. And we have taken off, Megan, off the website. (laughs) Would you like to date Megan? That was disrespectful, I felt. That was very disrespectful. That is gone. It turns out. In a meeting, (laughs) I had that pulled out. Oh, a couple of calls are coming in still. (laughs) It was serving our needs as a podcast. Well, really, Gene, that's what I'm here for, is to make sure the podcast is... That's what I thought. Then Then I thought, that's not right. And I you and the morals, pretty high well, standing there. Jesuit trained. There you go. Um, Jerry, you have um, a grandson, yes. Richard. Yes. Awesome. Yes. And kid. We, right. And we, thanks. And we, yeah, we went trick or treating with him. He went as, which he went as a nerd. As a okay. nerd. You, yeah. yeah. And that's because he's know. really not a nerd. He's very yeah. athletic, plays all these sports. But very he, cool kid. But the only thing that got me is, you know, because I said, uh, Richard, what are you going as? He says, I'm going as a nerd. And then he paused and he says, Do you have any clothing I can I was borrow? Say, what did he borrow from you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grandpa, yeah. can I borrow your glasses? I, what? <laughs> yeah. He says, Come on, Opa. Yeah, talking, yeah, come on. He says, <laughs> You're talking, talking to me. me. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> did you go as then. Jerry Springer or would you go as? I, I, there's this old Jerry Springer mask oh. that they made years ago. <laughs> Oh my. And I, I put it on, and I would go knocking you went, on doors. You went as yourself for Halloween. Because well, you'd hear people, you'd hear people bad mouthing probably. Right. Yeah, well, bad every mouth. once in a while, they say, "Oh, Jerry Springer, dude." Yeah. Oh, you know. it, and I say, "What do you think of him?" He said, "Oh, I'm not going <laughs> to let my kids watch." And then I lift it off my mat. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, pretty good. That is pretty good. I made their day. Oh, I'm sure. That but guy. we didn't get a lot of candy there. <laughs> Turns out. Hey, we got James Weston coming yeah, on in a few do. minutes. We love James Weston. Fresh off his tour from England. He is from other places in America, but he's living now in Ludlow. It's part of this new enclave of yep. creative class people who moved to Ludlow, Kentucky. It's very cool. He spends... Uh, more than the summer, about four months, I think, in England. Mm-hmm. And he's going to perform for us, do a couple original songs. He's got albums, and, and we want to hear about his travels. I did want to ask, and Jerry's going to talk about, it's a great question, uh, how could people still be with Donald Trump after what goes on every day? So we'll get to that in a second. I want to ask you guys something. My wife, Bonnie, uh, takes care of grandkids one day a week and spends the night, gets up, puts them on the school bus. So I was home, slept, got up, day passes, about 2 o'clock, and Megan and Jerry, I look and I realize I hadn't made the bed. And I thought, what the hell, why the hell do I need to make the bed? I mean, I'm going to be in it in a few hours. But, of course, I did make it because I'm disciplined and I have high values. But I thought, (laughs) then I thought of Megan and Jerry in your respective homes I wondered, and I'm just gonna pull the curtain back. Do you do you make your bed every day, Jerry? Do you personally, Jerry, get up and make your no, bed? No, there every day? is a, a rope that I hit, and the bell sounds, uh-huh. and the maids come running and in. They come and in. They, they make the bed, bring my shoes. The ballet. The ballet. <laughs> yeah. The butler. Yeah. For Oscar. The love. Oscar. The ballet. <laughs> the ballet. Really a prick, isn't he? Yeah. Really. <laughs> really. Yeah. No, no I, 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 I actually I do make do you, my bed. You do. Yes. That's cool. Mickey would beat the tar out of me. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And, and, and yeah, you, most days. I mean, like, not every single day, but most days, yeah. It's just yeah. kind of like habit. Get up, make the bed, go make yeah. coffee. Yep. Yeah. I was kind of wondering why, as humans, we do that. You sleep we better in a, in a bed that's made. Don't you know that? 
It's true. My mom used to tell me that when I was a kid. Well, she would tell you that. (laughs) You sleep better when your bed's made. To try to get you to make it. Whatever, it works. (laughs) 37, still doing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jerry. Gene. There's so much that goes on with the Trump administration. It's hard even to keep track of it. It just is every day you shake your head. And how can people, shrinking number that it may be, still be with him. It's, it's changing, not so much in the numbers. The numbers have always been horrible, you know, in terms of approval rating, at least for the last five months, let's say. He's always been just below 40 and something like that. But the reasons are different. And frankly, we, I'll start off like this. Politics is a negative business. Uh, and maybe it has always been negative. People tend to vote against somebody. And the rationale for your votes, and it's those of us who are more liberal and Democrat, it's the same with us. If I look at all the, at least in my lifetime, all the elections, often, most often, you are voting because you want to stop someone else or stop a policy that's going on. By definition, it seems, Campaigns are always negative, and if you ask someone, for example, how did you vote for Trump, let's be honest, 90% of the time, somewhere in that conversation, someone will say to you, if they voted for Trump, I just couldn't take Hillary. That's, in other words, that's their acceptance into polite society. They don't want to say, well, I just love what Trump stands for, you know, I just love Trump the person, etc. They don't say that. They'll say, well, I just couldn't take Hillary. And then those of us who were for Hillary, some of us loved her, but the truth is a lot of people, the campaign was built mainly on we can't have this guy with his finger on the button. I mean, the whole idea of competence and and his behavior and stuff. So it was we vote against somebody. And in my lifetime, with a possible exception of Obama and maybe a little bit Jack Kennedy— Virtually every presidential election has been based on not liking the other person. And if you think about all those on either side, Democrat or Republican, so how did, why does it get to that? Well, the reason it gets to that is that no candidate can meet all the people. I mean, obviously in a country this big, and even if you're running just statewide or even in a congressional district, you know, maybe you'll actually shake hands with 1% of the actual people who will vote. So you can't really meet them. And even if you just met them, you don't really know them. The people who went to your high school, if you're running in a local community, they know you. No one else really knows you. In order to get people to vote, that is an affirmative act. You have to inspire people to get up on a given day or if it's absentee even, to actually physically do something that they wouldn't normally do in a given day. So it requires inspiring you to do something affirmative. Most commercials, for example, are passive. You get a commercial about a car. You get a commercial about soap. They don't expect you that day to go out and buy the car. They're just letting you know that the next time you're going down aisle seven in the grocery store and you see that soap, That'll ring a bell. You remember that commercial or whatever, and so you buy that that soap. 
Well, with politics, they can't spend money on commercials just so you think about it. They've got to get you so excited that you will go up, get up, and actually show up and vote. So, knowing that, that means all campaigning has to have some emotional trigger to get you to do it. It can't just be reasoned intellectual thought. It's got to be, all right, this morning, I don't care what else is going on, honey, on the way to work, I'm stopping off at the polls. So it means it has to be an emotional trigger. There are only three emotions that inspire people, love, hate, and fear. Well, it is impossible to love someone you don't know. So you can't love someone just because you see a lot of commercials. You may like what they say. Oh, that's great. I kind of, you know, I might support that person. But it isn't, wow, I'm just in love. But hate and fear, in fact, it's better if you don't know the people. If you think about, for example, prejudice, our prejudices are based basically because we don't know the people. We aren't among them. How many times have you said, well, I know this guy, this guy's okay. You know, that kind of thing. So it's much easier to inspire people to act by having commercials and a campaign that inspires hate and fear of the other person. That is why virtually every political commercial you ever see on both sides is how the other guy's a bum. In the very beginning of the campaign, there'll be a nice, soft, lazy picture with the candidate and his family running through the grass and all that. But then... Come six weeks before the election, five, four, three weeks, it's all negative because that is what inspires you to act. So therefore, when you ask people today, just like in every other election, I said Obama might have been one of the exceptions because I sensed in that campaign people were coming out because they really, really wanted to vote for Obama. I thought it was a little bit like that back in 1960 in the Kennedy campaign, uh, but, and, and not to be partisan, people will say, well, what about Reagan? Clearly an iconic figure for Republicans. But the truth of the matter is that when he won in 1980, it wasn't that people loved Reagan. It was an anti-Carter vote because Iran still had the hostages. We had the long lines at the gas pumps, et cetera, and um, Carter was viewed as weak and ineffective, the malaise and all that. So people voted for Reagan as a way because they didn't like Carter. It was a referendum on him. But except for possibly Obama, every, and there even you could say that was a vote against the war in Iraq, every election is how the other guy's a bum. So people that voted for Trump, and those of us on the other side, we're amazed. How could you have voted for Trump? It's because they worked up in their mind over 40 years of negative ads about Hillary, you know, making her the devil, which is, for those who know her, is just absolutely absurd. But anyway, it was so negative on Hillary that that, frankly, is the reason you hear when you talk, even when you talk to Democrats, oh, she lost because people didn't like Hillary. And all of a sudden, she wasn't a good candidate and all that. So that has been the reason. However, we now ask, most of us, How can people now that the election's over, who defends Trump now? Every day, all these horrible headlines and 
you know, it, it doesn't do us any good to talk about today's latest headline about indictments because by the time most people listen to this podcast, you know, it'll be new news. It'll be, you know, new information. So without even going on that, just recognizing that every day there's another negative about Trump. Why do people still stay with him? Here is my thought, and it fits into this whole Bannon thing. I, I think... Virtually everyone, unless you're a psychopathic, you know, criminal, everyone likes to think of themselves as basically a good person. You know, even people that do wrong things, you say, okay, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. But generally, we, I mean, that's how we get along in life. You got to have some self-worth and figure out, I'm really a good person. So with that, someone who's, let's say, a right-winger or from the Christian right or very conservative you would think they would have really trouble justifying supporting Donald Trump based on their conservative values, uh, how he lives his life, his language, his, his bragging, his treatment of women, all this stuff. You say, oh my gosh, there's nothing godly about that. How could you justify that? And here's where the fake news comes in. This is the whole concept, which you can see, whether it's Trump, Bannon, or Fox News. They came up with this term, fake news, because you see, if you can say, well, the news you're hearing isn't true, then all of a sudden, you don't have to feel like you're a hypocrite. You can say, well, yeah, I support Trump, because, oh, you don't believe that stuff. That's the news. They all do that. That's not really how it happened. They're so biased. It's the liberal media. And that is the rationale for winding up supporting someone that by conscience, a good Christian, couldn't support. I'm not talking liberal conservative. I'm just saying take Christian values. Take moral values of any religion, frankly. No one can with a straight face say to their kids, I want you to grow up to be like Donald Trump. I want you to behave to women like Donald Trump does, all this stuff. And we all know that. Because of whatever speeches people give, deep down inside, when it's just you and God in the room, you know that's not the appropriate way to behave. So how does someone accept it? By simply saying, well, yeah, that was all true, but you know it's fake news. Now, why should we be concerned as Americans? This whole thing of fake news, which is starting to get out of hand, because it isn't just he said, she said, it is now the entire idea of, of news, of getting information, is now under attack. That is the greatest attack on America. Democracy is the concept that people have the right to decide who's going to govern them. And... We have the right to vote. That is the basis of everything we fight and die for. But if that vote means nothing, if you don't have information, if, you're, if it's just a blind vote like rolling the dice, you don't know what the truth is. If you smother the truth, if you put out different counter stories so that no one knows what is the truth, then the vote is worthless because you don't know if you're voting on the right information. 
if there is poisoned water and somebody says, no, it really isn't poisoned, what do you do? Do you build a new plant? Do you, you know, get the right chemicals to fix it? Do you not? In other words, we are destroyed as a democratic society if we no longer have a place to turn to say, this is the truth. What happens now when uh, Mueller comes out with these indictments? You know, the whole strategy of the Trump people right now is to say it's all corrupt, it's fake, don't believe it, so they never have to feel guilty about it. They don't have to come up with an explanation for why they did what they did, why they met with Russians, why they made this deal. Because anything the government comes up with now, anything the prosecutor comes up with, anything that's reported in the newspaper, they don't have to worry about the headlines because, folks, the headlines aren't true. That is a threat to our way of life. It's way beyond are you voting Democrat or Republican. If you can't believe the news anymore, not that it's always right, but at least that it's not out there to try, you know, it's not like Fox News trying to get you to believe something that is totally wrong and provably wrong, then our whole democracy and country is in trouble. That, I believe, is the biggest story of this year beyond any indictment. It's the fact that 50 years from now, people will look back and say, this was the year when all of a sudden the American press lost its credibility in the public's mind. That is the damage of Bannon. So Bannon wins, Trump wins, Fox News wins, and the Russians win, and the terrorists get exactly what they were trying to do. Break us up. It's not just the van that runs over eight people in New York. It's what they have done to the whole concept of a free press and its value in a democratic society. Thank you, Jerry. And how do you like my haircut? <laughs> Before you bring on James Weston, yeah. I hate to go back to the haircut again, but I, I really need to ask something. This is really the most interesting thing we have going on in our yeah. lives is Jerry's haircut. You looked in the mirror after the haircut. <laughs> yes. Did you say, what's well, way shorter than I have ever worn Did it you since complain the about army? It? Did you complain? Well, I looked in the mirror and I realized that can't be a mirror. It's probably a picture of someone else. Yeah. <laughs> Because they can't put it back no, on. I never complain because they may not like me if I complain. Oh, oh good God. You were the most fragile yeah. little person. You're yeah. So and I still <laughs> gave a big tip. That's what's like absurd. You. I hate it. Here you go. Will you like me now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about another 20? Yeah. <laughs> good God, you're special. All right. Let's, go. let's move on to James Weston here. Hi, James. Hey, Welcome hey, back. Hey, hey, hey. That's the hair I used to have. <laughs> Here I have I have uh, extra if you'd like some. Yeah. yeah. So James, you've been traveling for a few months, huh? You've been yeah, overseas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now I gotta know, did you have, did you get to burn a guitar this time around? Uh, no, I only burn pianos. Just pianos. Did you did you this time? Yeah, a few. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Free pianos on Facebook. Oh my gosh! All right. So why why were you burning them? Well, because we have nowhere left to go. Like, you know, we started burning pianos originally, and then we, keep, we have to continue to burn pianos. 
Because where do you go from there once you've started? I think effigies. <laughs> effigies of me. Of you. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been on our show before, and you is this is some new music for you. Our first song is The Bottle is the Same, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I've got a new album I'm going to be doing in Nashville, and uh, it's a heartbreak ballad album. Yes. And uh, <laughs> this is a song that I wrote in, uh, in Scotland, in okay. Edinburgh last year. Um, it took me about five minutes. Nice. I had a little help <laughs> from the single malt, you know what I mean? Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, good. This goes out to uh, someone I know in Nashville.
Remarkable how much you sound just like him, Jerry. Yeah, it's 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 like listening to you. <laughs> Every time I see you, say, "Oh my gosh, you're just, just like, like him." Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm I got your back, Jerry. <laughs> if you want to hear it, more of James' you, music, you can certainly go to his website, which is jameswestonmusic.com, and you are on Facebook as well. And Facebook and Spotify and all the Googles. And if all you the, Google it, all the Googles, <laughs> all of the Googles, I'm there as well. Oh, that is spectacular. So you, your upcoming album is that a place where the heart used to be? That's your upcoming album. Album? Yeah, yeah, that's what's happening. Um, it's been a, it's been a kind of a crazy year. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I've been going over to England and Europe a few, well, for a while, but a, a few years in a row. And uh, um, and a good friend, a good friend of mine, told me that uh, I should just make an album of ballads. Yeah. And um, actually, I, I was like, yeah, perfect. Let's Done. Do it. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a GoFundMe campaign as well. And where can we look? Where can we find that? Um, James West. It's on, me. on the James West Music. Go me. Very and, uh, cool. Yeah, if you want to, you know, just throw me five bucks. Just five bucks. Just five know. bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I can well, do. Cool. I can do four fifty. <laughs> Jesus, oh. it's not a negotiation. I know. Here. I could tell you. I, I saw the dro- dollar that dropped. <laughs> right. <in the> <laughs> like this guy's got to worry about money. Over I know, here. right? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> All right, James has yeah. got another song for us today, and it hey. is... Oh, it's starting up. There oh, we go. Six bucks. Yeah. Gene, Gene. Screen door coming through here. Hey, Screen door's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> this was the point. Look, he can't stand it. Oh, oh, oh. 
<laughs> All right. I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say no. This is ridiculous. I'm not going to say no. <laughs> oh, there we go. 5 0. 5 0. That's awesome. Why well, that out here? I love it when he does that. Does anyone want to buy a plane? <laughs> The gentleman in the back. <laughs> <laughs> there is one guy back oh, there. Like, look, at, look at Lewis Beck oh. ducking. He like, ran oh, out of the oh, building, yeah. actually. Okay. All right. I'm personally autograph your album. There yeah. you go. Right there. <laughs> you go get him. You got talent. Yeah. Really we love having James on. Let's listen to it. Let's hear so, uh, Golden Days is Golden the next Days song? is it. Yeah, this is song. You know, it's funny. I was, I was, uh, my birthday was uh, on the 28th. So Happy I birthday. Just turned, I just turned 26. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Huh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, it was, it was a really nice day because I discovered that I'm actually divorced. Whoa. We've been separated for six years. Oh, okay. <laughs> like you just oh. woke up, no kidding, I'm divorced. No, well, my, my <laughs> ex-wife at this point, she, she, she asked me if I could do a, a film score for, you know, we, we met and got married in L.A. Yeah. She's an actress. She asked me if I could do a film score. And I was like, yeah, well, I would love to. And she was like, oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. I was like, well, that... You probably should think about getting divorced now. <laughs> she was like, James, we've been divorced. I'm remarried. And I was like, I don't, re- I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what did I get? What? <laughs> Yeah. Wow, James. You can keep the cat. You know? yeah. No kidding. So I'm, I'm remarried. With a cat. Anyways, like this is that. a song for this oh, wow, song for Shay. I'm not gonna say the last name, but Shay. Yeah. This song for her. It's called uh, Golden Days. Very cool. She's been wide awake for days. She can't find the comfort. She's misplaced. She keeps waiting for my face to show It's like her soul has been erased When I left her she didn't chase And now she stands here with no place to fall
escape this living hell and she'll burn me from her memory and all the candles that went dark were in that another spark and she'll release me to my destiny suggested the ballads are gorgeous just yeah. beautiful was that, a, was, was that a 50 I gave you hey Jerry man if you need some gas money just hit me up just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no James that was gorgeous absolutely yeah. beautiful but love I'm, it love it you. Jerry's tearing up over here <laughs> I thought it was a 20 oh for the love <laughs> <laughs> hey man do you want me to break it I no <laughs> <laughs> let me go see a guy who knows a guy yeah <laughs> Again, check out James Weston at jamesweston.music.com on Facebook, Spotify, the, all the Googles. And James, oh. if you would take us out on Down by the Riverside. Yeah, why don't we do this? Jerry's going to hop in here, okay. too. It's going to be hard to tell the difference. <laughs> Jerry, you got to sing like me, man. Remember? You got to get to... <laughs> Study war no more. Ain't gonna study war no more.